0: Alright, what's going on everybody? Welcome to another episode of The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. How is everybody doing on this Friday night? This is my official Friday Night Lights High School Football Preview Review Show broadcasted on WQEE 99.1 FM, The Key. And we are brought to you by Ivy Park Sports Bar and Grill, Go Jump and Slide Inflatables, Backwoods Barbecue, and Planet Fitness. How is everybody doing? This is episode 462 on this September 16th, 2022. And we have got a great show, a jam-packed show, talking about all the high school football action in the Chattahoochee Valley. I can't believe that we are already at week five. Last week was so incredible with upsets with Opelika beating Central and then the kicker for Glenwood. Turning off the lights in the stadium. It was just incredible. And now we have a jam packed week five. So here we go. We are going to go ahead and recap the games from last night. Let's start with Troop County and Whitewater. Both teams were top 10 teams coming into this contest. It was at Callaway Stadium. For a while, Whitewater had the commanding lead up 21 to 7 to Troop County. But Teo Todd. Brings the Troop County Tigers all the way back. And they were able to hold on for the 43-33 victory, getting their first win in region play. And this is the first time in school history that they have beaten two top ten teams in the state of Georgia. Troop County is 4-0, and they are going to stay up in my rankings. They are going to be ranked very high all season long. I was listening to the game on the radio, actually listening to it online. Jack Mormon and Greg Hicks did a great job calling the game. The Troop County Tigers 4-0. Head coach Tanner Glisson has got the Tigers firing on all cylinders. And they will travel to Fayetteville, Georgia next week to take on Stars Mill. If Troop County continues this run, they're going to make a deep run in the playoffs. And it's not just Teo Todd. Qua Birdsong. On the defense, Logan Stinkfield, he actually came in in relief for Teoton. So last night at Kinette Stadium, I happened to be in attendance. The Northside Patriots were able to beat Sumter County. And Malachi Hosley was a highlight reel. That was one of those games where it was close in the first half. Northside was up 13-7. to And then with seconds remaining in the first half on a fourth and forever, Caden Clay was able to get a touchdown pass to put Northside up 20-7. And after that, it was all Northside. They got a couple of turnovers, and they win the game 48-27. And the Northside Patriots are now 4-1 and on the season. All right, action at A.J. McClung Memorial Stadium last night as the Spencer Green Wave trying to bounce back. After losing two straight, taking on their crosstown rival, the Kendrick Cherokees. And it was all Gary Gaither in the first half. And the Spencer Green Wave gets the 42-12 victory over the Kendrick Cherokees. Spencer is now 2-2 on the season. Kendrick falls to 0-4. And they are 0-1 in region play. Kendrick will try to bounce back by taking on Central of Macon next week on the road. They are back at home at A.J. McClung Memorial Stadium, taking on Ace Charter on September the 30th. Man, I can't wait until that new high school football stadium, Otis Spencer Stadium, is ready. That won't be ready until mid-October, as it looks like it's going to be the new home field for the Spencer Green Wave and the Kendrick Cherokees. How cool is that? Spencer will be home next Friday against region opponent Rutland out of Macon. I'm very interested to see how well Spencer is going to do in 2A Region 2. They look like they are one of the top teams, and they have the leading passer from 4A last season, Gary Gathier I mean, they just have athletes on their team. Tyson McDaniels, a very talented wide receiver. Tony Montgomery, when you got players that were on the state champion basketball team you're going to have some athletes out on the field and head coach Joe Keeger has got the Spencer Greenway off to a hot 1-0 start in their region. Over at the Cramden Bowl a rare Thursday night contest between the number one team in East Alabama the Auburn Tigers taking on Robert E. Lee and it was an all defensive battle as Auburn came up with five turnovers And they were able to defeat Robert E. Lee 58-7. And the Auburn Tigers continue rolling, led by quarterback Davis Harson. The Auburn Tigers actually look good, y'all. And they pick up their 600th win in program history. Auburn goes to 5-0, 4-0 in region play. And they will take on Ramsey of Birmingham next week. But I'm excited because in two weeks, they're on a collision course to take on Opelika. There's a chance that both teams could be undefeated, and I'm getting a little ahead of myself because we're not even out of Week 5 yet. This is talking about Week 7. There's a potential high school game of the week right there for Week 7. Oh, yeah, I'm already calling it. And uh, I actually talked to Jared Dillard, you know, my colleague from the Columbus Lions. He does the play-by-play for the Columbus Lions, and uh, he's agreed to be on the show to preview Auburn and Opelika in a couple of weeks. He actually works in the broadcast department for Auburn High School. So he is responsible for the broadcast and the production for all the broadcasts of the Auburn Tigers, and I'm looking forward to having him on the show. Now let's preview Week 5. You voted for it on Twitter. The high school football game of the week is Glenwood at Lee Scott Academy. Game will be at Judd Scott Field in Auburn, Alabama, and the Warriors from Lee Scott Academy have been dominant all year. A 48-6 victory over Morgan Academy last week. Glenwood is riding a two-game win streak thanks to three rushing touchdowns by Dallas Crow. And they were able to get the victory over Bessemer Academy 34-7 thanks to an extra point that knocked out the lights in the stadium. And that's a good thing for Glenwood because they get to rest for an entire half and they get an extra day to prepare for Lee Scott Academy. This is going to be a very tough matchup for the Glenwood Gators. And this is the oldest rivalry in the AISA. They have played 38 times, and Buster Daniel is gonna have his team ready to face head coach Ryan Nelson's Glenwood Gators team, a scrappy team with a talented quarterback in Dallas Crow, and they also have a running back, JT Banks. He has playmaking capabilities. This is gonna be a great high school game of the week. In a rare Saturday morning game, tomorrow morning the Central Red Devils will take on Jefferson Davis at the Cramden Bowl. Central is trying to bounce back from their 17-14 loss in overtime to the Opelika Bulldogs. Central four-star wide receiver Carmelo English announced earlier this week that he has decommitted from Auburn. Central is led by quarterback jalen epps and he has not only carmelo english but aj harris who is one of the top quarterbacks in the state who is committed to the university of georgia he has got playmaking capabilities i expect central to come out on top against the volunteers from Jefferson Davis. Jefferson Davis comes into this contest 1-3 and three on the season. Their only win was to a non-region opponent, Sidney Lanier, 22-6, but their last game was a 31-0 loss to the Auburn Tigers. Central has got to get ready for what looks like a massive showdown, which will be broadcasted on ESPNU next Friday night against IMG Academy out of Bradenton, Florida, we got plenty of time to talk about IMG Academy and what they mean to high school football. They have been the gold standard when it comes to high school football. Well, they played Auburn last season, and Auburn actually almost knocked off IMG Academy. So this is going to be a very good matchup between the Central Red Devils and IMG Academy. But they got to get past Jefferson Davis first. It is a 11 o'clock kickoff. A Saturday morning game for the Central Red Devils. And they do this because you have all these high schools in Montgomery that play at the Cramden Bowl. You got Jefferson Davis. You got Park Crossing. You got Robert E. Lee. You got Carver Montgomery. I mean, Auburn played Robert E. Lee Thursday night. So sometimes the schedule makers will schedule all the home games, and that's where you'll see games on Saturday morning. But we all know that the Central Red Devil faithful are going to make the trip down to Montgomery, Alabama and pack the Cramden Bowl. And what better way to start your Saturday morning than to get a Central Red Devil win and then turn around and watch your favorite team in college football. You got Opelika, fresh off a 17-14 win over Central, led by Jakari Thornton, their wide receiver, Caden Cooper, their running back, but their quarterback, Roman Gagliano, And you look at this Opelika team, they moved from 6A to 7A, and they're 4-0 on the season. And look who they've beaten. Not just Central, but they're able to beat Jefferson Davis and Robert E. Lee. But they started the season beating Callaway. And Opelika's got a tough opponent. The Prattville Lions, even though they lost to Dothan last week, they did beat Foley their first game of the year, 1-2 on the season. But the Prattville Lions have a lot of talent Cameron Parks is a very talented running back they have the two quarterback system with Daniel Jolly and Josh Browder I happen to see this Prattville team in action and there were times in that Smith Station game where Prattville could have put the game away but Smith Station was able to get the big victory now Prattville at home trying to play the role of spoiler to see if they can knock off Opelika you got Dothan a very surprising team Dothan is 3-1 on the year, taking on Smith Station. A home game for the Smith Station Panthers. And they are trying to bounce back from their 64-13 loss to Enterprise last week. The game that Corey and I are calling tonight in Seal, Alabama, is Russell County taking on Wetumpka. Wetumpka is 3-1 on the season, 1-1 in region play. Russell County is 1-2 on the season, 0-2 in region play. They had a very tough Road stretch, losing to Stanhope Elmore and Carver Montgomery. And Corey and I will break down that game later on in the show. Let's talk about Chambers Academy. You know, they start at the year 0-2, but they have won two straight, and they're actually starting to look good. Chambers Academy is 2-2 two two on the year, 1-0 in the AISA AA Region 1. The Rebels have won two straight winning over Edgewood Academy 49-14, and last week defeating Crenshaw Christian Academy 38-6. to Chambers Academy has had quite the turnaround, and tonight they will take on a non-region opponent at home in Lafayette, taking on Banks Academy. This should be a good game. And how about the Beauregard Hornets? I can't say enough about what Beauregard has been doing. 4-0 on the season, and they have looked impressive. Beauregard is 2-0 and in 5A Region 4 after defeating Valley on the road and getting a big win over the Tallahassee Tigers last week. They have a non-region opponent who's also undefeated, the Trojans from Charles Henderson out of Troy, Alabama. It feels like Beauregard is back to their championship ways. And I always enjoy seeing a good story. I think what Beauregard is doing on the gridiron is fascinating. You have the Lynette Panthers. 2-2 and on the season. 1-1 and in 2A Region 3 play. Taking on region opponent the Laverne Tigers. Who are also 2-2 and on the season. But they are 2-0 and in region play. The Panthers are coming off of a 28-18 loss to Highland Home last week as they are trying to get a road victory against the Tigers from Laverne. The Hanley Tigers are looking good so far. 4-0 on the season, 2-0 in 4A Region 4. Taking on a Central of Clay County team that's 2-1 on the season. The Volunteers from Central of Clay County are 2-0 in their region after defeating Elmore County, 49 to 21 last week. The Hanley Tigers got an impressive 48 to nothing victory over White Plains last week. The Lafayette Bulldogs picked up their first victory last week on the road, in Clayton, Alabama, beating the Barber County Jaguars 72 to six. And they take on a tough region opponent tonight at home, as they take their one and three record to take on the Goshen Eagles. Tonight at home, Goshen is 0-2 in region play. Let's talk about the Lochapoca Indians. 4-0 on the season, 2-0 in 1A region 4. The polka way is working. This team has been dominant all year, and their head coach said it's state title or bust. J.D. Hart is the Auburn commit. He is the ultimate playmaker. And looking at their games, they just got off of a 48-12 win over Central of Haynesville, and they take on a Nodaway team tonight, looking for their first victory in a very important region game for both these rivals. The Nodaway Blue Devils are 0-3 on the season, 2-0 in region play, as they fell to Maplesville last week, 54-6. Here's a big game. Pike Road, 2-2 on the year, 2-0 in the region, taking on undefeated Eufaula. The Eufaula Tigers, 3-0 on the season after getting a big 43-7 win over Greenville last week. That was all the high school games for East Alabama. Now let's take a trip to the other side of the Chattahoochee River and go into West Georgia, where tonight at Kennett Stadium, the Shaw Raiders are hosting the Columbus Blue Devils. Shaw has lost two straight games to Harris County and to Northside. That game against Northside did not turn out the way they wanted. The first play was a blocked punt and Northside never looked back. Northside was able to get the victory over the Shaw Raiders 29 to nothing. and now this is a non-region game. Columbus has moved down to 3A. Shaw remains in 4A but this is going to be a big test for the Shaw Raiders to see if they can respond and my colleagues, Thrift Behringer and DJ Jones, will have the call on Flavor 92.1. I kept asking Thrift during the week, like, which game was he going to call? Was he going to call Harris County at Hardaway or was he going to call Sean Columbus? And uh, Harris County and Hardaway is the other game Friday night at A.J. McClung Memorial Stadium. Harris County in a rebuilding year with new head coach Tommy Watson, 1 and 3 on the season, not the record they want they have not gotten into region play yet but they still have some playmakers levi watson leading the charge at quarterback and kobe eskew one of the top wide receivers hardaway trying to get their first victory of the season hardaway right now is 0 and four after losing to noonan last week so something's got to give between these two teams and it's going to be a battle Between the Tigers and the Hawks at A.J. McClung Memorial Stadium. Another battle up at Callaway Stadium. We had a massive game at Callaway Stadium last night. And this night is no different. Stars Mill, undefeated 3-0. Taking on the Grangers from LaGrange, who's also 3-0. And this is a region matchup. And this is going to be a massive game. You got some road games. The Jordan Red Jackets taking on Southwest on the road. You have Central of Talboton taking on Schley County. Chatco is taking on Taylor County out of Butler. Marion County is taking on Manchester. Greenville is taking on Macon County. St. Ampicelli is taking on Stratford Academy on the road. This is the WRBL's high school game of the week. Mount Zion is taking on Brookstone in that brand new field at the Mac Strong Field. He was Brookstone's most famous alumni, and now they have the football stadium named after him. He played for the Seattle Seahawks from 1993 to 2007, and he was a two-time Pro Bowler and rushed for 909 yards and 15 touchdowns in his NFL career. So it's nice to see Max Strong get the stadium named after him. That is pretty cool. And Scott Miller, the longtime broadcaster for Columbus State Cougars Athletics, will have the call as he is the voice of the Brookstone Cougars. So I'm looking forward to hearing that broadcast that Hall of Fame broadcaster Scott Miller will be providing to the Brookstone Cougar Nation. And let's talk about Calvary Christian on the road against Lanier Christian Academy because they have one of the top running backs in the country. Running back Jaden Mason has rushed for over a 1,000 yards so far in this season, and is ranked number two in the country for total rushing yards, according to MaxPreps. That is pretty cool. A big shout-out to Jaden Mason and the Calvary Christian Knights, who just made my top ten. Spoiler alert! Some of the action in the Noonan area for high school football. Let's take a look at the East Coweta Indians. They are 3-1 and one on the season after getting an impressive 23-20 victory in overtime over Sandy Creek last week. And they have got a massive game at home against one of the powerhouses in the state of Georgia, Lowndes. In fact, this game is televised on the Georgia Public Broadcasting Network. Alright, let's take a look at Noonan, 1-2 on the season. They picked up their first victory last Thursday night against the Hardaway Hawks, 49-7. And they will host Paulding County tonight. All right, let's look at Sandy Creek. Sandy Creek is 3-1 on the year. They play their football games in 3A Region 5. And they got a big game tonight at home against Collins Hill, the defending 7A champions in the state of Georgia. That's going to be a great game they lost to cedar grove last friday night all right let's look at herd county one and two on the season after losing to their arch rival last weekend 21 to 7 to callaway they will host raven county up in franklin tennessee tonight raven county is three and oh on the season remember raven county had five-star recruit gunner stockton who's now at the university of georgia all right let's look at greenville The Greenville Patriots are 0-3 on the season, and they travel to Macon County tonight to take on the Bulldogs. Macon County out of Montezuma, Georgia. Fayette County comes into tonight's contest, 0-3 on the season. Fayette County played North Clayton last night. You got Trinity Christian, 1-2 on the season, taking on Riverdale tonight. And you got Landmark Christian, 2-1 and one on the season, taking on McIntosh tonight, who is 1-3 on the season. Alright, it's time to announce my top 10 teams out of West Georgia and East Alabama. Now, when it comes to ranking the top 10 teams from both states, I don't really take record into consideration. I consider, who have you played, how easy is the path to the state title for you? You have a team like Callaway that started out 0-3. Callaway is a great team. Of course, I revealed these rankings on my show Monday, so the games that happened last night are not into consideration. So let's go ahead and start things off by revealing my top 10 teams from East Alabama. Number one, the Auburn Tigers, 5-0 on the season after a dominant win over Robert E. Lee last night at the Cramden Bowl. And their defense just continues to get better. Led by quarterback Davis Harson, the Auburn Tigers will take on a 5A non-region opponent next week, Ramsey out of Birmingham. And then get ready, folks. In two weeks, they're taking on Opelika. Might be still undefeated by the time we get to that game two weeks from now. But the Auburn Tigers are the number one team because they are the number one team according to the Alabama Writers Association in the state of Alabama. But they are also the number one team because Opelika knocked off the Central Red Devils last week. Number two, the Opelika Bulldogs. What more can you ask from this team? Head coach Eric Speakman has got his team playing hard. This is a very talented team that knocked off one of the top teams in the state of Alabama. And you look at Opelika's resume. They knocked off two opponents that compete for state titles. You don't think Opelika is nervous about playing in 7A? Opelika has not skipped a beat. And they take on Prattville tonight. And Roman Gagliano is going to lead this offense into Prattville. And I think Opelika is going to come out victorious tonight. Number three, the Central Red Devils. Their resume is impressive. Beating Hewitt Trustful, Beating Enterprise. Beating Smith Station. And look, that Opelika game, it was rainy conditions. That could have gone either way. There was a block kick in overtime. An interception in overtime. It was a dogfight between two talented teams. Opelika and Central has dudes that are going to play at the next level. Number four, I got Lee Scott Academy. Now, they're number four. They play in the AISA. Lee Scott Academy, look at what they've done. They beat Chambers Academy 33 to nothing. They beat Monroe Academy 45 to nothing. And then they beat Morgan Academy 48 to six. I think this game against Glenwood is going to be their toughest test. But Lee Scott Academy has been rolling all season. Number five, I got the Beauregard Hornets. Now, there was a debate who to put here, number five. Hanley or Beauregard or Lochipoca. All three teams are 4-0. All three teams playing great. But Beauregard is such an amazing story. They got the win over Tallassee, 14-6. They've beaten a region opponent, Valley, who's been in my top ten. And so Beauregard is a nice story. Taking on Charles Henderson tonight, let's see if they can continue this run. But as long as Beauregard is winning, I'm going to keep him in my ranking. Number six, the Hanley Tigers. 4-0. After getting a dominant win over White Plains last week, 48-0, Hanley is taking on Central of Clay out of Lineville. And I expect Hanley just to continue to roll. It gets a little tougher next week when they have to play the Lynette Panthers at Dan Washburn Stadium in Lynette, Alabama. Number seven is Loachapoca. Led by their talented running back, defensive back, J.C. Hart. Their Auburn commit. Loachapoca's in action against an opponent trying to get their first victory of the season. Notasalga. And this is a rivalry game. So anything can happen in a rivalry game. Chapoka has just been playing great all season. Number 8, the Ufala Tigers. 3-0 on the season. And they will be tested tonight. After getting a 43-7 victory over Greenville, they take on one of the most talented teams in the state of Alabama, the defending 5A state champions, the Pike Road Patriots, 2-2 on the year. They've had a tough schedule. That's a 2-2, but they did win two games in their region, including a Thriller over Wetumpka, 35-33. That's going to be an incredible game, Pike Road and Eufaula. Number nine, I have the Lynette Panthers. They're 2-2 two two on the year. They travel to Laverne. They had a tough game last week. They lose to Highland Home 28-18. The fact that Highland Home is in their region now, their region just got a little bit tougher. Their two losses to their arch-rival Valley and to Highland Home. But Lynette, they started off great right out the gate, shutting out Noda And back in my top ten is the Glenwood Gators after rallying off two straight games. I mean, they schedule who they schedule. Glenwood, now in the AISA, scheduling opponents that are now in the GIAA. They schedule St. Ampicelli and Brookstone. These are the matchups we want to see. But Glenwood is riding a two-game win streak, and they are feeling confident after that win over Bessemer Academy 34-7. They are part of the high school game of the week, as they will take on Lee Scott Academy tonight in Auburn, Alabama. Now, let's look at the rankings for West Georgia after week four. Number one, the Troop County Tigers. What a win last night against region foe Whitewater, 43 to 33. And Troop County is 4 0 on the season, led by quarterback Teo Todd. Troop County is going to travel to Fayetteville next week to take on Stars Mill. Boy, this has got to be one of the toughest opponents that Troop County has got to face, but they play Whitewater last night. This is the toughest region that Troop County is in, along with LaGrange. Number two, the LaGrange Grangers taking on Stars Mill tonight. And this is gonna be the test of time because in my rankings, when you look at the class of 4A in the Chattahoochee Valley, it's all about Troop County and LaGrange. Just look at their resumes. Number three, the Carver Tigers. They're 2-1 after losing to Northeast out of Macon last week, but they are on a bye. But Carver will have a Thursday night game against Hapeville Charter. So let's see if Carver can respond after getting their first loss on the season. Number four, the St. Ampicelli Vikings. And they are rolling after beating Mount DeSales Academy 38-0. St. Ampicelli will travel on the road to take on Stratford Academy. Number five, I know they only played two games, but they have their home opener tonight against Mount Zion. The Brookstone Cougars. And you know Brookstone and St. Ampicelli are going to be battling for that Brucelli jug. So, you know, it. they're going to flip-flop. But Brookstone taking on a Mount Zion team that is undefeated. This is going to be a very tough test for the Brookstone Cougars. Number six, And they're just going to continue climbing in my rankings. The Northside Patriots, after getting a big win over Sumter County. I just love seeing Malachi Hosley play. He is a gamer. And Northside will travel on the road next week to take on Westover out of Albany. Number seven, and new to my list. I don't know why I didn't have them on the list before. The Calvary Christian Knights. They've rallied three straight wins. They lost their first game of the season but Calvary Christian is playing like their hair's on fire. They travel on the road to take on Lanier Christian Academy tonight. Number eight, the Callaway Cavaliers. One and three, they got their first victory of the season last week in the Pulp Boy Classic against Heard County. Callaway is on a bye this week, and then they will host Redon next week at Callaway Stadium. Number nine, the Shaw Raiders, two and two on the season after losing the last two games to border rivals, the Shaw Raiders can bounce back and get a win over Columbus. I look at Shaw's schedule before they hit region play. They gotta play Columbus tonight. Next week they take on Jordan and after that they get into region play. They go on the road to take on Cairo. Right now Shaw's got the best record in their region. Number 10, Schley County. I know they're 1-2 and two, but they're a very talented team. They take on Central of Talboton tonight at home, and I expect them to win that game and then go 2-2. So as long as Schley County has a winning record, they're going to be in my rankings. So that's it. That is the top 10 for East Alabama and West Georgia. I just love doing that list. All right. I know I got a little ahead of myself. I had a poll out on my Twitter page, and I kind of feel like I'm doing this a little too early because I got excited about this and I sent a message to the WRBL sports team and Rex Castillo is just telling me just be patient and I'm like, you're right I know, but I'm I'm too excited, I'm too excited about the high school game of the week for week 6 it's looking like it's going to be IMG Academy first of all, thank you for voting on my Twitter page, this is the most votes I've ever gotten but right now, IMG Academy at Central is leading the way with 85% of the votes and there's still five days left to vote. The other candidates, Russell County at Valley, Corey and I will be calling that game next week. You got Hanley and Lynette, that's got a little bit of votes and then you got Manchester and Chatco. People, IMG Academy at Central is a huge game. Think about how huge this game is. It's gonna be on ESPNU. So there is no question that this is the high school game of the week. All right. Well, I think it's time to bring on Corey Bank, my broadcast partner from the CW Alabama's High School Game of the Week. Also on CTV Beam, you could watch that game tonight on Beam TV, your East Alabama cable provider, and you could watch it on Beam's YouTube channel. When we come back, I will have my co-host and broadcast partner from the CW Alabama, Corey Bank to come on the show and break down this Wetumpka-Russell County matchup that we are calling tonight. So don't go anywhere. We will be right back with Corey Bank. Welcome back to the show. I got my co-host Corey Bank here for the Friday Night Lights Preview Review Show. We are going to preview the Russell County-Wetumpka game that we are calling tonight on the CW Jabama and CTV Beam. Corey, what's going on? Nothing much, Richard. It's going
1: to be a great game. We have going into tonight, we have two great teams.
0: Russell County is coming into this contest on a two game losing streak as they have lost their first two games in region play to Stanhope Elmore to 21 and Carver Montgomery last week 40 to 14. Wetumpka is three and one on the season, they are one and one in region play. They had a very Close loss to Pike Road 35 to 33. Pike Road is the defending 5A state champions for Alabama. And this Wetumpka Indians team, they have a lot of confidence, you know, three and one record. Uh, they beat Park Crossing last week and they're coming in with a lot of confidence. But Russell County has got to respond. I mean, the last time we saw Russell County, they were able to get the victory over Harris County 28 to 17. What does Russell County have to do to pick up a win in region play? Russell County's Knight has to get the ball into the hands of their running
1: back, Drew Pickett. He's the definition of a balanced running back. He has the ability to make defenders miss with his shake moves. And when he gets inside the hole, he is a grinder. He's able to break the necessary tackles once he gets to the next level. He's got these jump cuts that are able to get him into the outside making him score a lot of touchdowns now as far as a pass catcher he does a lot of flare routes out of the backfield and screens making him a dynamic player for this russell county team
0: Corey, you know 6a region two you got a lot of different teams now with tumka beating jefferson davis and baker to start the season losing to pike road they beat park crossing last week they are led by their dual threat quarterback nate rogers Nate Rogers is a six-foot junior that is got playmaking capabilities. He's got a wide receiver out in the flat that he's going to be throwing the ball to a lot tonight. Malik Owens, number 12, he won player of the week with his performance over park crossing, seven receptions, 104 yards, and a touchdown. Russell County is going to have their hands full with the playmaking capability of the Wetumpka Indians, and I suspect that that defense is going to be put in situations where they're going to try to get off the field. But what does the Russell County defense have to do to make sure they don't get into situations where Wetumpka is sustaining drives?
1: Well, they're going to have to stop their dynamic running back. On the Wetumpka side, Michael Dillard, running back number five. A lot like Drew Pickett, he's like a carbon copy of him. Both of them are hard runners. Both of them are workhorses. Excellent athletes. He's a game-breaker for this Swatanka team. But there's going to be other aspects that you're going to have to account for. So they have this Swiss Army knife-like receiver by the name of Quayshawn Wright, number six. When you get this guy on jet sweeps, when you get this guy in motion, especially when you get him out in the slot running slant routes, Quayshawn Wright is a great athlete. A couple other aspects that are going to have to happen for Russell County tonight they're going to need Don Quavius Crawford to be an absolute amazing ball hawk to step off for Russell County. He's going to need to lock down the X and Y receivers from the slot, and he's going to have to play an excellent bump run coverage because in last week's game, he was a leading tackler for Russell County He had eight tackles.
0: And head coach Dylan Griggs is going to have the Russell County Warriors ready to play tonight against a region foe, the Wetumpka Indians. And Russell County is trying to improve their record to two and two on the season. It's going to be such a great game. I'm looking forward to seeing Robert Calhoun sling the football all around the infield and get not only Drew Pickett involved, but their freshman running back. That's right. Kelston Popcorn Tarver. I'm so excited to see this running back play. Russell County does have depth at running back, and that is going to be key if they want to have some ball control and keep the ball out of Nate Rogers' hands for the Wetumpka offense, that is going to be the key for this game. On the Wetumpka side, they have a great linebacker, Kelby
1: Walker, outside linebacker number 23. He's an absolute beast. He can navigate and survey the field, coming off of blocks, making it very hard to block. Now, as a tackler, and when he gets inside and outside of the tackle box, very elite. Excellent athlete roaming in pass coverage, but when he's able to clog those holes up front, I saw him on those exotic blitz packages last week. He's able to really take down ball carriers for this Watamka team. Now, in regards to the Russell County side, they have a guy who stepped up, and that is the middle linebacker, Devin Presley. Devin Presley's been all over the field. He's had a lot of assists. He's had a lot of solos. But the guy has such a high football IQ. I have seen him be able to read offenses and audibles on these other teams in the last couple weeks. Excellent run stuffer, and he's able to roam sideline to sideline, taking the necessary angles to the football, making him a dynamic linebacker.
0: And, Corey, I'm really excited just to see Robert Calhoun spread the ball around to his weapons. He has number one A.J. Black out in the flat, and Jaquan Harper, Cameron Bullock. I like seeing these new receivers step up, but also the depth at running back, and it's going to be so fun to watch. The two talented offenses I'm looking forward to seeing a high-scoring game between Russell County and Wetumpka. It should be an exciting football game tonight down in the county and i'm just so excited about calling this game with you tonight Corey. absolutely richard i look forward to covering this high school game of the week
1: always a great time
0: let's talk about the other teams that we do call um, from time to time on the cw jabama's high school game of the week smith station's homecoming is tonight they're taking on the dothan wolves who are three and one the last time we saw smith station in action they pulled off one of the biggest upsets in high school football for East Alabama, beating Prattville 30-21. to 21. What does Smith Station have to do against the Dothan Wolves to try to get the victory, especially in front of their fans tonight for homecoming?
1: First things first, they're going to have to get the ball into the hands of their playmaker, Devin Pierman, getting him out on screens. And this guy is going to have to be dynamic in both the game, where he's able to get man-to-man coverage, throwing over the top or being inventive, getting one jet sweeps. Also, he's going to have to be dynamic in the return game. We've seen him take it to the house when we last seen them play.
0: And the high school game of the week is Glenwood at Lee Scott Academy. And we had the privilege of calling the Glenwood Bessemer Academy game last week where the lights went out in the stadium, Dallas Crow with three rushing touchdowns and Glenwood's going to have a very tough task going up to take on the Warriors of Lee Scott, who have been dominant their first three games of the season, shutting out Chambers Academy 34 to nothing. Last week, beating Morgan Academy 48 to six. It's strength on strength. Glenwood has got, got a very good offense. Head coach Ryan Nelson has uh, got faith and confidence in his dual threat quarterback, Dallas Crow, and the running back, JT Banks. But what does Glenn would have to do to get a victory over Lee Scott Academy?
1: They're going to have to get the ball out to the Burton brothers, make them more involved, both the outside linebacker and the Swiss Army Knife wide receiver slash running back. Those two guys are going to have to be part of the game to make this a complete game for this Gator team, not to mention that they're also going to have to get Camden White to play a great ball game. The guy is an absolute stud of a ball hawk. We saw him make tackles in the backfield, coming up on tackles. We've seen them take necessary angles of the ball. Those guys are going to have to step up, anchoring the likes of a JT Banks and anchoring the likes of a Dallas
0: Crop. Corey, great segment, and I'm looking forward to calling that game with you tonight at Russell County
1: absolutely richard
0: all right thank you so much everybody for listening to another episode of the friday night light show high school football week five is in action tonight the preview review show stay tuned for next week don't forget that we are on five days a week the sports beat returns to the airwaves of wqee from five to six on monday we'll see you then have a great weekend enjoy all the games everybody